Welcome to the I Don't Give a Should show, a podcast exploring all the ways that women should all over themselves. How many times do you find yourself acting out of obligation or doing what everyone else expects from you without stopping to consider why? Where do all those beliefs that are driving you come from? If you're tired of feeling resentful, overwhelmed, stuck, exhausted, or pissed off, you are in the right place. Shooting all over yourself is a real thing, but it doesn't have to be in the driver's seat. I'm your host, Jen Sherwood, and I spent way too many years trying to prove that I was good enough and worrying what other people thought while avoiding conflict at all costs. Today, I don't give a shit. Well, not as many anyway, and neither should you. I'm talking to women like you who figured out how to stop shooting and start living. You're listening to the I Don't Give a Should Show, episode 22. And today, my guest is Dr. Melissa Bird. As a life coach, author, and fiery public speaker, Dr. Melissa Bird has given hundreds of speeches and workshops across the world, including speaking to audiences at universities, national conferences, and churches. Her combination of education, real life experience, and practical advice makes her a powerful force for change in the lives of the people she speaks to. Past audience members have described her as fierce, revelatory, life-changing, enthusiastic, and inspirational. Hell yeah, those all describe you. Dr. Bird creates the genesis for a new brand of leadership and graceful revolution. Her unique life purpose is to use her talents as a healer and a prophet to help others tap into their intuition so that they can harness their magic. Her words awaken revolutionaries, trailblazers, and powerful innovators in the quest for justice. When she's not building her business, she can be found reading trashy novels. I love that. (laughs) Drinking fine whiskey, playing mom to three delicious humans, and loving her punk rock scientist, James Thomas Kelly. Oh my gosh. Welcome. Welcome. Can I call you Missy? Do you go by Missy? Yeah, you can call me Missy because we know each other really pretty well, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I asked Missy if it was okay if I shared this, which... By the way, of course, I knew the answer was yes, because there's pretty much nothing off limits for her, I think. But this is so perfect that we are here together because Missy and I met 100,000 years ago, not like pandemic 100 years ago, but 100 years ago in a workshop called the Bye Bye Good Girl Boot Camp. So literally, we were both there because we had these should tendencies, these good girl tendencies. And we really were at a point where we were ready to get rid of it. Although I'm not sure at the time, Missy, that I knew we could get rid of it. I just took a leap and we didn't know each other beforehand, but we met there and we have been friends ever since. So I am thrilled, Mama, that you are here with us today. I'm so happy to be with you. I love you so much. This is so exciting. (laughs) I hope people could like, it feels so giddy for us to be here together. I love you too. Thank you for coming. But okay, let's get to what people want to actually hear about, not just us gushing about each other. So can you tell us what was it like for you when you were living under the shoulds? I love this question. Oh, so much. Me too, obviously. I love it it because, so here is what you don't know about how I got to the Bye Bye Good Girl Boot Camp. Oh, let's have it. Come on. So there was, I can't even remember who the coach was, but it was in 2011 and she was doing this like round table of up and coming coaches. 
she was the person who used to talk about the gremlins. I can't remember her name, but she was, she invited, I think so. Yeah. And she invited, makes me think of her. She was doing a a two week intensive, a coach in the morning for 30 minutes and a coach in the afternoon for 30 minutes. And it was like Daniel Laporte and like all these fancy people. And one of them was Christina and Regina. Okay. So, she interviewed Christina and Regina and I was listening and they each coach gave away something. Well, I mean, there are like literally hundreds and hundreds of people from around the world on these calls. Yeah. And I'm listening to the call and you had a number that was assigned to your name. And I won free coaching with Christina and Regina. I did not know that. That is how I got connected with Christina and Regina and the good girl they're coaching. And so I won it. And it turned out that Christina lived like down the street from me in Los Angeles. I do remember that. You talk about meant to be. Yeah, exactly. And so then I get this one hour of coaching and I am in the biggest transition of my life. My ex-wife had left me five hours after I got inseminated. I had I that. quit my six figure job, packed up all my stuff, moved to a 600 square foot apartment in Beverly Hills that was rent controlled, magic, started a new job. Like I had basically upended my entire life, sold almost everything I owned and moved to Los Angeles when I was getting divorced. And boy, the shoulds were just rearing their heads. Like, should I be dating? Should I be doing this? Do I have any right to own all of the things I'm being called to do at this moment? And at the time I had just met my now husband. I met him in a bar in Utah and he happened to live in Southern California. And there was all this stuff around what was happening in my life at the exact moment I started that good girl boot camp. Wow. And so when they introduced to us this idea of shoulds, I was like, oh, right. Yeah. And, you know, and I use shoulding a lot with my clients. One of my favorite things to teach my clients, and I put this into practice because I started thinking, what if I started listing all my shoulds? I should be skinnier. I should be a better mother. Oh, yeah. I should be calmer. I should be quieter. I should be this. I should be that. What if I started listing my, can I swear? Of course. Oh, good. My shitty shoulds. Yes. And list them all in the list and rip them up into tiny pieces and flush them down the toilet because that's where shit goes. <laughs> yes. I and love so that. once a quarter, I write down all my shoulds. And I tear them into tiny pieces and I flush them down the toilet because I think one of the things that I have observed, I do and women do, my daughters do it. We get caught up in these shoulds about how we're supposed to be. Yes. And we just shit all over ourselves constantly. Yes. We have to stop shooting on ourselves. hundred percent. hundred percent. What I love about what you just said though, about sitting down and writing them all down is people don't even realize that they're doing it. So by you listing those out the way I should look, that I shouldn't be so loud. And I can't remember all the examples you gave, but I hope you're giving people some insight into what these shoulds might look like. And when you write them down, I always believe this. If you're just thinking about it, those little slippery buggers, they go away and you forget about them. But when you write them down, it becomes way more powerful to see what you're telling yourself. I mean, 
I don't know about you, miss, but sometimes when I write down my thoughts or essentially what are my shoulds, I hadn't thought about it like that. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, who is in there beating the crap out of me and telling me what I should be doing like in this way. So I love that getting aware of your shoulds and the whole idea of, of just flushing them down the toilet is, I love that metaphor. I love that actual physical flush it away. Yeah, because you could burn it, but it's just, it's not as good as flushing it down. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious, can we back up a little bit more? And I'm thinking about, you just mentioned Utah and that kind of made me think about kind of before you were the Missy Bird we know now. I know for me, I was living under a lot of perfectionist ideals, didn't realize it, just sort of responding. So before you got to the point where you were in your 600 square foot apartment, ready for this transfer or in the midst of this transformation, what were you like before that? (laughs) I was (laughs) was not a nice person. Mm -hmm. I was really angry. My default is towards anger. I was raised in a really violent household. And so my default is anger. And the greatest gift that my ex-wife truly ever gave me was leaving me. Because I had, I was a lobbyist. I was a very, very high powered lobbyist. I was very good at my job. I was a bitch. Like I was a ball busting bitch. And I thought at that point, what it meant to have my job meant that I, that my power, I was very masculinized in my power. And it took her leaving to break me. She ripped down my whole fortress. I nearly committed suicide that whole experience opened me up to a level of vulnerability that I had never experienced in my entire life because I had been through so much trauma as a young person. I had built up all, I was not a vulnerable person at all. And because she ripped me to shreds, basically I had an opportunity. I remember the day I actually said to my therapist, I said to her, I was like, I can't build the walls back up. Like I'm trying to put the walls back up. And she's like, (laughs) You're not supposed to. And I was like, what? I can't walk around this vulnerable. What's going to happen to me? Like people are going to be mean to me. It was the greatest opportunity for healing in my life. And also it was this incredible realization that actually my power was in being vulnerable and honest and real and raw. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I can't do this job anymore. Like. I loved my job and I was great at my job and I, I was really effective at my job. And I was like, this doesn't fit. And then I remember looking at this crack in my ceiling in the house where I was living at the time. And I was like, I can go anywhere and do anything I want. And I'd always wanted to get my PhD and I'd always wanted to live in LA. And I was like, huh, I can go do that. Like, I don't have to stay here. I'm a grown woman. I'm 35 years old. I can do anything I want. I have no children. I couldn't have children. Unfortunately, part of what I learned is that I was infertile and I could not have children. I have have these two dogs. I can give my dogs to my friends. Like I don't have to be here anymore. And it was the most mind-blowing experience when I was like, huh, I can do whatever the hell I want. And it just, everything just fell into place. The minute I decided that I could do whatever the hell I wanted, it was crazy. And I still had that, those shoulds hanging over me, but I was starting the process of vulnerability. And that is the key to expansion Hell is yeah. being open to whatever is going to get thrown at me. Because I mean, I was just working with a client today 
And they were talking about this conflict that they keep having with people because the more they expand, the more conflict comes in. And I said, we haven't healed the shame yet. And she was like, what do I do? Like, can you give me a tool? I need a tool. (laughs) And I said, say thank you to whoever you're in conflict with for showing you what you really want in life. And they were like, what? And I was like, say thank you. And she's like, thank you. And I was like, girl, you're getting clear on what you want, what you don't want. Yeah. She was like, her whole head exploded. And she was like, oh, (laughs) right. I love that moment when you're like, this sucks. And then you go, oh, Oh. but wait. Yes. Wait, here we are. I love what you were just saying. Like you were like, I have to, or I don't have to, like suddenly this became an expansion and opening. You realize there were choices out there that you hadn't even allowed yourself to consider. I love that. And spoiler alert, you guys, not only did she get her PhD, she got it at the freaking university of Southern California and lived down there. So hello, dream life. So Missy, we know that, that your wife leaving was the catalyst for this breakdown to breakthrough, if you will. Oh yeah. What would you say helped you move through that? Like what got you? So you started becoming vulnerable, but how did you do it? How did you move from being angry into where you are now? And and I don't expect you to have, you know, like one trite response, but just give us an overview of of what I started. You would never say anything trite. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. What I meant. No, trust me. I can be trite. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I can do that. I have the capacity. I, you know, honestly, there was so much. But what I really started to figure out was how to be grateful for every single thing I had at that moment. And I used to think that was trite, by the way. I used to think that was total crap, right? Like, what, you want me to be grateful for what I have right now so I can have my million dollar dreams? Like, no, like that's dumb. I want the million, I want to be grateful in five years or two years or whatever. And what I realized was the minute I started being grateful for exactly what was sitting in front of my face, which by the way, happened to be this incredible man who loved me for who I am, who came along with three beautiful and amazing children that I am the proud mother of. And so we were going through some stuff. I mean, both of us were getting divorced. Both of us were dealing with his kids. Both. He has PTSD. I have PTSD. Like there was a lot happening, y'all. Like, I don't want anybody to think that this was like all smelling up roses here because boy, howdy, have we (laughs) been through the ringer. But what I started to recognize, and it was because of coaching, it was because of Regina and Christina, it was because of the good girl boot camp, it was because of the people I started surrounding myself with. What I started to realize was that if I could look around a room and be grateful for every single thing that was in it, everything else would come. And so as I started thinking, I really am powerful. I really am great at manifesting what I want. I'm getting everything I'm asking for. And by the way, for all y'all listening, you really are getting what you're asking for. Yep. All the time. (laughs) So be careful what you're asking for. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I'm not talking about engaging in like that toxic gratitude where it feels forced and it's not natural. And it's really about tapping into your intuition and listening to yourself and listening when your intuition says, do this instead of going, "Uh uh-uh, oh no, going, being curious about it. This is one thing that I'm really starting to realize. We are not curious about things anymore. Like we're all about control and predict and magic's kind of thrown itself out the window and we have so many things accessible to us right away. And I'm thinking, 
I want to be curious about stuff again. I want to wonder again. And so I'm really noticing that the more curious I am about circumstances, whether they're good or bad, the more I am, I sit in awe of them. The more joy, the more things to be grateful for, the more I'm tuned into my intuition and what I'm doing next. And so the woman that you have sitting here in front of you today is all because I didn't shut that down. Yeah. And try and wall it off. It was impossible for me to do it and try as I might. (laughs) I still can't. I'm still just this vulnerable, raw, rebellious. It's part of my rebellion. Yep. Person. Yeah. I love that. I also want to say, I'm curious what you think about this. Curious. I also think curiosity helps get us out of judgment. And so instead of judging what we're doing, what we're not doing, instead of judging other people and sitting in that kind of energy, curiosity I just really think takes you out of that and makes it more like, like you said, the word awe, like being in awe of what's going on or why is this happening this way can take us in energetically in this whole other direction. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think that's really important because when we, this is one of the things I teach in rebel school, which I know you said, I, I'm going to have an opportunity to talk a little bit more. Yes. Rebel school is my 12 week group program where where 10 women sit in this container and learn how to harness the power of their intuition to find their voice. It's really magic. And one of the things that I teach in rebel school is this idea of, it's not just about action leading to clarity and leading to confidence, but it's about how do we take inspired, intentional, intuitive action that comes from us listening to our intuition. We always get clear when we take action. And if we start taking action from a space of inspiration and intuition, then what happens is our clarity comes from a space. It doesn't come from a shoulding all over ourselves. A should action. Well, I should do this, right? It really comes from a space of intuition and inspired intention. And that clarity is really crystal clear. Like there's, it's not muddy. It's really crystal clear. That window is bright. You can see all the way through it. Yeah. That means our confidence that from action leads clarity leads confidence. That confidence comes from a space of inspiration too. And if we're walking around inspired and confident and clear, then when the mud comes, which is feelings, when the mud comes to get everything all lucky, <laughs> we know all the time that that clarity can come from a space of intuition and really feeling inspired in the world that we are walking around in. Yeah. And it's not to say that life isn't hard. Life is hard. Life is hard. But what if we let it be easy? Agreed. I am all about ease. What if we let it be easy? Like stuff can be hard. And what if we stopped pushing up against it and pushing up against it and forcing ourselves up against it? And we just went, okay. Yeah. I guess you have a bigger plan than I do. I'll just go with the flow and see what happens. I love that. Why do we have to make it even harder on ourselves? I love, love, love that. This is just so good. And as you were talking, I was thinking, I think also what the women who are in rebel school, for sure, if you're listening to that intuition, it's also just developing this level of self-trust to trust it. Well, it's trust in general, but also just trusting what you're hearing and trusting yourself to act on that instead of the thing about shoulding, right? Like, oh, I don't know, should I do this or should I do that? And then sitting there 
maybe never doing anything. So not making a decision is making a decision. You're deciding to just stay where you don't want to be. So I love that idea of like really tuning into you and your wisdom and following that. It's Mm -hmm. so fantastic. I love what you're doing in the world. I really do. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I have no idea even how long we've been talking about. This is so good. But I want to I want to give you a few minutes to talk about your work and how your your own experience has influenced the work that you do. When I started my coaching practice, I was engaging in the so my business is called Natural Born Rebel, but I was really engaging in the the ultimate rebellion of finishing a PhD and not going into academia, much to the university, the fancy pants university surprise and shock and awe. <laughs> I was like, you've always known me. You knew this wasn't going to happen. So When I chose to start my business, I started under the name Bird Girl Industries. And what happened was I had a friend who randomly called me out of nowhere while I was in a lift in San Bernardino, California, on my way back to Oregon. And she said, listen, I just got this divine download for you. And you better start writing because I only have a couple minutes. We need you to start this thing called Natural Born Rebel. I've already bought you the URL for the website. We need you to write a book. These are all the things that need to be in the book. And we need you to start this thing called Rebel School. And these are all the things you need to teach in Rebel School. I have to go back into my real estate thing because she was an agent. I have to go into my real estate closing. I got to go. Love you. Bye. Talk about listening. Right. <laughs> listening exactly to the messages. So had I not listened to any messages all along this journey, I yes. would certainly not be sitting here talking yes. today. And so I was like, huh, thanks, Susie. And the Lyft driver was like, does that happen to you often? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes not like that, though. Like, that was out of nowhere. Oh, I love the Lyft driver was like, wow, what just wow, happened? What, what just happened? And he goes, are you going to listen to her? And I go, oh, totally. And so, <laughs> so I get on the plane and I write the book. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. It oh, just spilled out of me. It was like, bleh. So the free book on my website, Natural Born Rebel, has some really incredible journal prompts that all of you should get it. And all of you should read it because it's really, really amazing. And I'm really proud of it. And it, I mean, it, it basically the whole entire outline and the whole first part of that book just flew out of me on the plane. Oh my and gosh. So, yeah. We'll put the link to that, by the way, people, you definitely should awesome. find that. It's a great book. Like it is really the feedback I get from that book is always so surprising. Cause of course, you know, it just came out of me and I've looked back at it a couple of times, but you know, you write stuff and then it just kind of goes off into the world. And yeah. sometimes you forget to check back in with it. And so I'm really proud of that book for a number of reasons, mostly because the feedback I get from it, people are like, that was amazing. And I'm like, oh, good. It still works. Okay. So, <laughs> but the thing with Rebel School and this, this, I think is you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but Rebel School, the way it started in 2019 is nothing like Rebel School is now. And I allowed myself to hold on to that framework that Susie downloaded for me. I've allowed myself to hold on to those principles and expand it based on what women are experiencing yes. within the container of rebel school. And so yeah. now it has turned into this beautiful 12 week, gorgeous space where women can be 10 women each time I do rebel school three times a year, 10 women in this container of love and intention and vulnerability and coaching and I call it soul school because rebel school really is soul school. It is about healing shame and wounding and dismantling the patriarchy in your brain and really figuring out 
how the messages you've received your whole life have stopped you from living out your divine assignment and your divine purpose. And it is so gorgeous. I believe it. Watch what happens in rebel school. It is. And it's always surprising. Always. And I'm like, wow, this is so incredible. Every time I do it, I'm like, oh, this is so good. (laughs) And it just keeps getting better. And I'm like, how does this keep getting better? I don't even know that this is my life. It's so good. So that's the big thing that I do in my practice is I do one-on-one coaching as well, but I love teaching rebel school. So we will link to all of this because I am sure there are women right now who are like, I need to know more about this rebel school. So we will put that in there. So this is amazing and magic. And I could talk to you all day, but I also know people don't have as long of an attention span as we might want to talk. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to share? Anything I didn't think to ask you today? Well, that just means you have to bring me back. Okay, done. Mm-hmm. There is one thing I actually was talking today with someone and I literally said the ultimate rebellion is to infuse conflict with love. Oh, okay. If we stop looking at conflict as something that's a push pull and we start looking at it as something where someone else is just as terrified as we are mm-hmm. and just as afraid and dealing with that shitty list of shoulds. And we infuse love into the situation and gratitude and thank you. I think we are going to see a huge shift in the way we interact in the world if we start doing that instead. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds to me too, like there's compassion in there because you just said that person is dealing with their list. They're dealing with all their own stuff. Stuff. Yeah. I was trying to think of not swearing word, but yeah, all their shit. It's It's all stuff. Yeah. And if we can see that, just like, like the way you described the way your walls were up and then they came down and you were vulnerable. If we could dismantle those walls and connect human to human. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with you. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for making that your parting words. I appreciate it. Missy, people are going to want to find you. How can they find you? You can find me online at naturalbornrebel.com. I am on all the socials at bird girl, B-I-R-D-G-I-R-L-1001. And you can find all that on my website as well. And then I have a YouTube channel that you can also link to from my website and it's super awesome and fun. So, all right. Sounds good. And Twitter is your, uh, your social media of choice, isn't it? Twitter was my social media of choice. Okay. And then I found TikTok. Oh, hell I got to go watch you on TikTok. Mama, I really do. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm doing on there, but I'm having so much fun doing like so many bananas say, I don't even know. Isn't that what matters is that you're having fun? I am. I'm having a great time. This was a great time. I'm this so was awesome. glad you came on here. I'm so glad you shared your story with the women who are watching us. I'm so happy to hear your story and I am just waiting to watch it continue. So Missy, okay. thank you so much for being here. Those of you that are watching, thanks for joining us until next time. I'm Jen. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Hey friend, if you recognize yourself in these stories and you don't want to give a should anymore, you have to join my coaching community, the GC. Come learn the tools to recognize when fear and worry are running the show and how to shift into more of what you want without guilt or blowing up your life. Unless, of course, that's what you want. Inside the GC, you'll learn strategies to start making yourself a priority. Stop saying yes when you mean no. Have hard conversations and so much more. And you get to do this with a group of women who are making the same changes in their lives and are there to support you, not judge you. It's a seriously warm, safe space where genuine connections are made. 
The GC is where doubt and loneliness meet their match. You can get all the info at jennifersherwood.com slash the GC. But if you're not ready for something like that yet, I've got you. Head over to my website, jennifersherwood.com and hit the relief right now button. I'll send three ridiculously simple steps to go from overwhelm to ease. 